Pack your backpacks, grab your homework, and turn your volume up. Welcome to another edition of Pod Save the Teachers. We're here to discuss the best practices and the most important topics both in and outside of the classroom, as well as teach the tricks of the education trade. Now, without further ado, here's your host from the College of Education and Human Services, Dr. Mark Piercy. This is 1077 The Brock, 1077 thebrockcom Welcome to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services at Ryder University. I am your host, Dr. Mark Piercy. Welcome to the show. Uh, it is November. Uh, we are nearing the end of the fall semester. The weather is starting to turn. Today, it's gross. Uh, when I moved here from the south, I was aware that it would be colder, and I'm even fine with snow. What I cannot endure are the days where it's just dreary and cold and rainy, which is what we're getting right now. However, we are bearing down on Thanksgiving, and weather like that gives you every excuse to stay in the house and to eat too much and lay around and have naps and watch football. So maybe it's not so bad. Maybe I'm talking myself into the bright side of this right now as we go. Um, this episode is a particular one of interest for a lot of teachers because at this time of year, during the school year, it's when the stress and the tension and the burnout and the anxiety start to set in. Teaching is a high-stress job already, but the first semester, you're burning a lot of energy to get through it. And then we're coming up to the break here, winter break for us, and, and a lot of schools still got to grind it out to the middle of December. And what ends up happening for a lot of people is they start really, really, you know, thinking about whether or not teaching something they want to keep doing for good. My own particular story about this is of some interest in that area. I was a teacher for 19 years in public high schools, but if you'd asked me at 22, do I want to be a teacher for the next 30 years, I probably would have said no, only because I really couldn't conceive of that, the idea of three decades doing a particular job. And I know that most people can't really extend their lives, their, their thought about their life that far in advance. But for me in particular, I thought at some point, I want to move to higher ed. At some point, I'll want to earn a PhD. I'll want to become a professor. And if you'd asked me at 22, I would have said seven, eight years, and then I'll try to get my doctorate in history or something. And maybe I'll go be a historian. And, you know, life has a way of happening. And all of a sudden, years had gone by and then a decade had gone by. And then I realized if I was going to move to higher ed, it probably wouldn't make any sense to do it in history. Probably better to do it in, in education. So I started a PhD program in 2007. I completed it in 2011. And at that point, I had a decision to make. Do I want to move into a higher education profession or do I want to stay teaching high school? Uh, I was fortunate enough to get offered a job here at Ryder. And now it's coming up on 11 years. And I really love what I do. But I do miss high school teaching, and that's kind of how I know I made the right decision to leave when I did. Uh, what's interesting then is the episode we're talking about today is moving on in your career, moving to a different area of education, whether it's higher education, whether it's administration, uh, whether it's something outside the academia. academia. Uh, so we have a very special guest today. Her name is Leah Rodriguez. Leah is a teacher at Fisher Middle School. She's also the coordinator of our sophomore internship there. And Leah right now is working on her certificate in educational leadership with the possibility of moving on from there to a doctorate in education program. And we're going to consider what makes teachers decide to leave, what makes them decide to change their career path and aspirations and whether or not it's something the teacher should consider earlier, perhaps, in their career. We also have a really interesting student spotlight. We have three students today. Uh, we have Amanda Aoun, Caitlin Hornsby, and Mitchell Meyer, all secondary education history majors, all of whom were part of the study abroad experience in the United Kingdom that I co-led last May. So we have a lot of memories to share about that. And so much more here on 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. We'll be right back with our special guest, Leah Rodriguez. Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services. 
We all recognize that sound, the school bell. It's a part of the foundation of our future. From kindergarten to high school, the education we receive builds who we are, from our character to our careers. When you enroll as an undergraduate or graduate student at the College of Education and Human Services, we will help you harness your passion for education. We will prepare you to make meaningful and creative contributions in the classroom that will support, impact, and transform the lives of your students, providing them with the building blocks for success. Programs include elementary education, secondary education, and post-baccalaureate teaching certificates, as well as Rider's two-year New Jersey Alternate Route Teaching Certificate for educators who have earned an instructional certificate of eligibility. For more information about Rider University's College of Education and Human Services impactful undergraduate and graduate programs and how to apply online, it's rider.edu. That's rider.edu to turn your passion for education into a rewarding career. We're back for more Pod Save the Teachers with Dr. Mark Piercy. Mark is back up at the blackboard and ready to chalk up some extra tips for teaching. So let's return to our seats and tune back in to Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx. This is 1077 The Bronx, 1077TheBronc.com. Welcome back to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services at Ryder University. I am still your host, Dr. Mark Piercy, and now we are joined by our special guest, Leah Rodriguez. Leah, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. So tell us first about yourself, about where you're from, about what you do now, life story. Um, I'm from New Jersey, born and raised. Uh, I was born in Trenton, actually, but raised in South Jersey. Um, and then my parents moved around a few times. So mm-hmm. I went to school in Hamilton. I went to school in Lumberton and then in West Windsor. That's okay. where I finished high school. And were you north or south? South. South. Okay. And that's the, I can't remember what you guys are. Pirates. Pirates. That's right. Oh, yes. yes. We're going to have an interesting debate about yes. this later. Okay. Um, and then I ended up going to Shippensburg University for my freshman year of college and finding that wasn't quite the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. Came home, spent a year at Mercer, and then I transferred to Rutgers and finished there. Okay. And your first career was not in education. No, right? it was not. Okay, so the, the, the subject of the episode are teachers transitioning into something else. Uh, and you did that, or you're thinking about doing that, but let's start with what you did first. What was your first job? I did work in fashion at a number of places. I actually started working at Zoe in Princeton when I was very, very young, (laughs) when I was in college, and I loved it. That place is amazing. Uh And then I kind of went from there and moved on working for showrooms and things like that until I ended up at Hamet Lang, where I worked at product development. So I worked on runway shows, worked in fitting sessions, making samples, all of these things. What was your, like if you met somebody and they, they asked, what do you do? What was like the title of what you did? Uh, I was a product development product specialist. Product development specialist, okay. Yeah. And how long did you do that? Uh, I did work in fashion for about 10 years at wow. a number of different companies, but I ended my career at Helmet Lang. Okay, so what at what point did you say to yourself, I don't want to do this anymore? I actually met my husband there mm-hmm. and once I met him and I met his friends and his background and I met people from the neighborhood that he grew up in, I felt really disturbed for some reason, <laughs> not by him and the people. It, that just <laughs> came out totally I wrong. Did, but <laughs> Sorry. And that's if he's listening at some point, you no, know, that's he'll not understand what, what I mean. Okay. He'll understand. I felt disturbed by the fact that there were so many like beautiful, passionate people who to me the equity wasn't there and there was a lack of education opportunities mm-hmm. educational opportunities and i was so disturbed by that because i saw so many people who were so capable and so talented mm-hmm. and the lack of 
education or the lack of access to education is what prevented them from being the most successful versions of themselves. Wow. That's and a, it hurt me to see that. And then made you decide, I'm, I'm moving from this into education. I did. I actually found this program in New York City called the New York City Teaching Fellows. Mm -hmm. And I applied and everyone was like, don't do it. You're not going to get in. It's so hard. They don't pick everybody. It's, it's so challenging. And I was like, oh, man, I'm never going to get into this. But I ended up writing a lot about my husband and um, people that I encountered living in New York City and what it was that I found so inspiring. And that was really, I think, what helped me to get into that program. Wow. Okay. And the program then, you it's like an alternative certification yes, program. Yes. And you came out and you started teaching in the city. Yes, right? in the Bronx. Where, what grade were you teaching and what subjects? I was teaching at the New School for Leadership in the Arts on 231st in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. And I was teaching ELA when I first started for eighth grade. Okay. Wow. And yes. your reaction? I mean, I will say that the first day that I was there, there was a fight in my classroom and I was crying. Oof. So it was challenging. Um, so you were fighting who? <laughs> I was fighting, oh, no, it was kids. Okay. fighting myself because <laughs> I was like, what am I doing here? Maybe I made a mistake. That's an interesting idea because one of the things we want to think about when people who change careers is that sense of uh, almost existential terror. Like, oh my God, I think I did the wrong thing. Yeah. Uh, did that feeling go away? Clearly you're still here. I mean, it did. I feel like it's like imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was having some imposter syndrome. I was like, I'm a fake. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm so good at clothes and I know what kind of sneakers you're wearing, <laughs> but I can't do this. But I ended up really pushing through it and realizing that I could do it and I was capable and I believed in myself and I believed in the kids. And mm -hmm. that's kind of, you know, what helped me get through that. And so how long did you teach in the Bronx? Four years. Four years. Okay. And at that, that point you decided to leave the city. I had my son and it was very challenging having a giant baby and living in the city <laughs> in a walk up in Brooklyn. I would imagine so. So it, that part just pushed me over the edge, I think. Yeah. So I decided my mom lived out here in Ewing and I was like, I'm just going to go back home because it's easier to have my kid out here and manage that kind of stuff. And I was like, I will find a job. Mm -hmm. And I applied at Ewing, but there were like some certification issues I encountered when I first started. And so I had to wait, and I ended up getting hired the next year. Okay. And so you were at Fisher from the beginning? Yes. Okay, so it's Fisher Middle School in Ewing, New Jersey, right around the corner from the campus. Yes. And what do you teach now at Fisher? Um, sixth grade, ELA. Sixth grade. And how long have you been there? I've been there since 2018. Okay. So at this point now, now you're getting that itch again to conceivably yes. move in a different direction. Yes. Okay, so what are you working on now? I am in a educational leadership program at the College of New Jersey. Apologies. That's yeah. We <laughs> want to make full disclosure that we do not endorse the College of New Jersey on this podcast, nor do we recognize its existence. But for you, for the sake of this podcast, we'll play along. Okay. Should I refer to it as something else? The other, the school out east, <laughs> the or other out west. School. Yeah, the school out west. That's what we call around here. Um, ed leadership. So, and how long have you been in the program? I started the program almost three years ago and I was just doing it to get my supervisor certification and then unfortunately my mom passed away so mm -hmm. that put I'm a sorry. pause on things thank you but after I moved through that I was like I had to finish this I talked to my advisor and she basically was like if you are going to finish this just finish the whole thing just yeah. do it and I was thinking to myself reflecting do I really want to be a supervisor is that what I want to do should I limit myself by stopping there 
What do you think the motive, and I, I, I use my own story as an example of this. I taught for 19 years in high school. I started my PhD in 2011. I'm sorry, 20, 2007. I finished in 2011. Uh, and I knew I wanted to move to higher ed, but I, I wouldn't have said it's because I didn't like teaching in high school anymore. So what do you think the motivation is here? Is it just the need to do something new, uh, uh, the itch to move on, the fact that you moved a lot throughout your life? I think personally, I love change. Mm -hmm. And not everyone feels that way. And not everyone agrees with that. And I feel like when I start to feel stagnant in a way, I need to continue on my path, mm -hmm. right? I need to keep moving. And I would never say that I want to leave the classroom because of not enjoying teaching anymore because that's not it at all. I love teaching. I love being in the classroom. I wouldn't mind continuing to be there if things don't necessarily work out the way I want them to. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's a need to feel progress, right? Like I feel like I'm making progress in the classroom with my kids, but personally, I need to see change and growth within myself. Mm -hmm. And for me, that means doing as much as I can to move forward and whatever that forward path is. Do you think that teachers, when they want to move out of teaching, you know, teaching is not one of those professions where if you keep doing it, you're going to get promoted to the next level. You have to earn additional degrees or certs to do that. And so it requires quite a lot of effort, uh, you know, time management and organization and demands that you probably had to deal with before. The teachers who want to move on, uh, do you think that they're afraid of taking on that challenge or that it's just too much to do and so they're stuck? I think a lot of people actually feel that way. Like it's very overwhelming and there's a lot to manage. And some teachers don't even know where to start. Like what school should I apply to? What program? How much is tuition? Is there tuition reimbursement? All of these things that they think about. Can I balance this career with school with my home life? Yeah. You know, in fact, once again, this is now our 15th episode of the show. And I feel this is probably the 30th time I've warned people, listeners on the podcast, most states do not pay for their teachers to earn additional degrees or certifications. New Jersey is it's not unique, but it's in the minority in that case. And uh, I can think of one that starts with FLA and ends with ORIDA that does not do that in any way, shape, or form. So that's why I urge people, if you live in New Jersey, stay in New Jersey. If you don't live in New Jersey, move to New Jersey. Uh, certainly, if you're an educator, you're better off. Right. And different districts offer different things. Yeah. Yeah. So your degree, when you're done, uh, you're going to be... Leah Rodriguez, EDD. Well, right. I think this, so I already have a master's from when okay. I was teaching in the city. But this, if I, if I finish. You're going to finish. When I finish. When you finish. There because you go. I don't technically have to finish the degree to have the certification okay. to move forward. So I will probably finish my certification first and then take the last two classes to get the second master's. And it would be a master's in MED. Okay. So when we come back from the break, I'm going to ask you about your ultimate ambition. That is, you're going to get this master's, you're going to get this cert, and then the next step is, okay? So no pressure. Okay. This is just describing the rest of your life, <laughs> okay? We're going to do that when we come back right back here with our special guest, Leah Rodriguez, here on Pod Save the Teachers on 107.7 The Bronx, 107.7thebronc.com. Pod Save the Teachers on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten by Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services. We all recognize that sound, the school bell. It's a part of the foundation of our future. From kindergarten to high school, the education we receive builds who we are, from our character to our careers. When you enroll as an undergraduate or graduate student at the College of Education and Human Services, we will help you harness your passion for education. We will prepare you to make meaningful and creative contributions in the classroom that will support, impact, and transform the lives of your students, providing them with the building blocks for success. Programs include elementary education, secondary education, and post-baccalaureate teaching certificates 
certificates, as well as Rider's two-year New Jersey Alternate Route Teaching Certificate for educators who have earned an instructional certificate of eligibility. For more information about Rider University's College of Education and Human Services impactful undergraduate and graduate programs and how to apply online, it's rider.edu. That's rider.edu to turn your passion for education into a rewarding career. We're back for more Pod Save the Teachers with Dr. Mark Piercy. Mark is back up at the blackboard and ready to chalk up some extra tips for teaching. So let's return to our seats and tune back in to Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx. This is 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. Welcome back to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services here at Rider University. I am still your host, Dr. Mark Piercy. We're continuing our conversation with Leah Rodriguez of Fisher Middle School in Ewing Township School District. Um, during the break, we were talking about, uh, you're expanding upon what you're talking about with your husband and his friends and how you saw the circumstances that many people were living in. And we're trying to put a word to the feeling you were having, uh, you know, passion, anger, uh, a sense of injustice. And I think we settled on like indignation on the idea that you were just kind of outraged that, that people were dealt uh, a hand in life that was so unfair. Do you think that feeling of passion, that feeling of motivation disappeared on you in your, in your previous career? I think for fashion, I'm not sure if I ever felt quite so passionate about clothes and shoes. I mean, maybe for a minute when I was younger, mm -hmm. I thought that was the only thing that really mattered. But I think when I stumbled upon that feeling of realizing the lack of access and equity when it came to education, mm -hmm. I really was upset and frustrated by it and you know, I really didn't think it was fair and I didn't understand why it was that some kids had the opportunities, right? Like, so my husband just happened to be lucky and mm -hmm. he kind of got like plucked out and got to go to Catholic school and had a, a reasonable experience for his education. But not everyone had that same experience. And, and for me, it just didn't equate because growing up in the suburbs of New Jersey, I never thought about the fact that everyone didn't have the same opportunities, right? I, I just didn't even realize. Sure. I was like, how can that even be? That when it comes to education, something that's supposed to be equitable for everyone mm -hmm. isn't really equitable. Would you say that that, that feeling, that feeling of, of combating inequity, would you say that's one reason maybe you want to move on from the classroom? I think that definitely contributes to my feelings. I think I feel strongly about advocacy. I feel strongly about supporting students and parents who maybe don't have the same abilities to access the information, whether it be because they're new to the country and they don't know. Like, I, I feel this way whenever I encounter something new that I don't have all the background information, you know, just as a person living in this country, just trying mm -hmm. to figure things out. Sometimes it's hard to navigate, you know. I've read articles about Mercer County moms and trying to participate in activities for their children, and it's it's really intense trying to sign your kids up on the first day when something rolls out to get them into this program, like things like that. Like you wouldn't know that that is even a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to get this degree and you get this cert. Okay. You get a target date for when you're going to be done. I should be done this summer by July. Okay. So you're putting it on like it's on a podcast now. So you've committed to that goal. <laughs> yes. I'll be and that's finished. legally binding in New Jersey. <laughs> just so you know. Okay. So then when you're done, right? What's the next step? So let's list real quick what you can do. You can be what? I could be a supervisor. Okay. I could be building administration. Okay. I could be, 
a number of things at different school districts in New Jersey where they accept administrative certificates. Okay. I could take my certificates and ask for reciprocity in New York City. I could perhaps move into higher education. You could do that too, yes. There are a number of <laughs> Your eyes are getting bigger the more you're listing these things. I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of options. I, I think it's about finding the best fit for myself and what I think I'm going to be most successful, where I can support the people that I need to support the best, mm -hmm. you know, and finding my way. Do you have one that you're going, that's one I want. I know that if that's offered to me, I'd, I'd want to do that. Uh, I think I'm open to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I do have friends who work in higher ed, so I always felt like higher ed maybe would be a place that I would end up. Who knows? Uh, I do want to get my PhD or doctorate one day, so oh. I would like to move you know, into a place where I feel like I have the potential to continue my studies or sure. continue my education. I, I think there are options, mm -hmm. and I'm open to a lot of things. You mentioned the city. I do. I always ask graduates, are you willing to move for a job? And I guess I'm asking you, are you willing to move back for a I, job? I think I would have to, you know, consider that with my husband, yeah. obviously. But I think I would be open to moving further mm -hmm. north, maybe. It all depends on so many things. Because I'm not going to say, you know, if there are certain things that I know I would definitely say yes to. You know? I think for teachers who are looking to move out of the classroom, who aren't just burned out and just fed up, the, the degrees and the certs give you options. You know, the opportunities are there. And with that comes a great deal of anxiety because suddenly you're confronting the fact that this thing that you've been doing uh, may not be the thing you're doing in 10 years and you may not be doing it here. Uh, for me, when I moved on from, from teaching in high school, there was a sense of kind of a letdown of like, am I abandoning ship on a thing that I, I had done for a long time and was good at? Uh, and am I leaving it behind because, you know, because I could do better things someplace else or just because I'm, I'm burned out on it. And do you have any sense of potential loss? I think I don't feel burnt out and I wouldn't feel sad to be in the classroom. Mm -hmm. I love the school I'm at. I love the kids. I love what I'm doing. I'm happy. So I don't feel burnt out. I don't feel like it's a huge push, like I have to get out of the classroom. Mm -hmm. I think I'm doing it for my own professional growth. And I think it's because it's something that I need to do personally. Yeah, I'm not necessarily like on this crunch like timeline where I'm like, I have to do this right now. I have to get out of the classroom. And I don't know that I will feel lost. I think I'll feel sad, you know, if mm -hmm. I miss the kids or if I have to leave the school I'm at and I'm not with them anymore. I will be sad. I will miss them. I think that's the biggest test. I, I look back on high school teaching and still miss it. And I think that's when I knew it was the right time to get out. Because if I got out and went, oh, thank God I'm not doing that anymore, that means probably the last couple of years I was doing it, I probably wasn't doing it very well. Yeah, I don't ever want to get to the place where I'm like so miserable and unhappy that that's not where I want to be anymore. Yeah. And I'm yeah. definitely not there. So. Well, thank God. Knock on wood. <laughs> well, Leah, thank you so much for visiting with us and giving us your perspective on this issue. This is really, for a lot of teachers, is something I know they think about. Uh, and I think you're a pretty good example of how to pursue it, you know, appropriately and positively with the right mindset. Thank so you. good luck the rest of the way. Thank and I you. should mention too that Leah has been this semester working uh, for the first time with our sophomore students in their first field experience, which has been delightful uh, in a class that I teach. 
and you've been working tremendously hard on our behalf. So officially, on behalf of the Department of Teacher Ed and Rider University, thank you for everything you've done for our people. Oh, thank you. We appreciate it. But before you go, <laughs> now we proceed to the really, really <laughs> stupid part of this podcast, which are our interview games we've been playing since the, the podcast began. So it's a series of games, basically uh, uh, each increasingly dumb. Uh, but it'll start with something more nostalgic. It's called My Favorite Teacher. Uh, think back across your educational career, the teacher that you found most inspirational, motivational, and or effective for you. I think the only teacher that I can remember is my kindergarten and first grade teacher, Miss Newsom, um, at Clockner Elementary School okay. in Hamilton. Was there something particular about her that you found wonderful or just that she's the one you remember? I think she's the only one I really remember. She's the only one I have any like memories of her speaking. Okay. <laughs> is it that the other memories are negative? I, no, I think, you know, what we talked about is like when I was in school, it was more the expectation you're sitting in a single file row, mm -hmm. no one's talking, everyone's following directions, everyone's just memorizing and writing down. So it was a different type of educating yeah. that was taking place. Maybe we should change this game at some point to my least favorite teacher. I mean, I'm sure people will come in with ammunition for that one. I don't know. I don't have a least favorite teacher. I don't have anyone in mind that I dislike. Oh, good. Okay. Well, better mediocre, I suppose, than somebody you despise. Yeah, right? I think I think she must have been great, like in my eyes as a five-year-old. Miss Newsom at yeah. Clockner Middle Elementary School. Yes. This one's for you. Okay. <laughs> Second game is called Mascot Fight. Uh, mascot Fight is my high school mascot versus your high school mascot. I have been traditionally using one of the high schools I worked at, but now we come down to it because you went to West Windsor South High School, home of the Fighting Pirates. Yes. And I taught at Braden River High School in Bradenton, Florida, home of the Pirates. So then we got into comparison comparison of Pirates. Now your Pirate logo was a, a guy. Yeah. Right? A and guy with a knife in his knife. mouth. And yeah. mine was a skull with a knife in his mouth. Okay? Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to put it to Vanessa as a tiebreaker. The guy is a human being... <laughs> But the skull might be enchanted or haunted or something. I think yours is a, Leah. Yours is a zombie. No, no mine is like a. His, his, a yours skull. is already dead. Yes, yeah. but could be alive. like haunted. You know, like moved to. to yours is alive. Yeah, that's mine's a living, a living pirate. pirate. And both have knives in their mouths. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mine's wearing a bandana. Hers is wearing a pirate hat. Like yes. A, oh my gosh, this is hard. You want to? I'll take because the, if they were to fight, like you can really harm the alive one. Yeah. Because. Living flesh. Yeah. I've been on a losing streak on this thing. So I think <laughs> I I've been getting know, killed Dr. on Moscow. I think with um, <laughs> the in, you're like immortal. I, yeah, you might I be think, an immortal I think I might pirate. be. I think I might be. I think you might Ghost win pirate. Okay. <laughs> and I'm playing. It's been like eight episodes in a row where I've been getting clobbered in mascot fight. So Dr. Piercy for the win. On that's right. Game. Finally. Uh, next game is called Try Before You Die. One thing you think everybody should experience, whether it's some place to go, something to do, something to eat, something to drink, something to see, whatever it may be, before they shuffle off the mortal coil and leave Earth. Rome. Rome. Ooh. How, have you been to Rome? Many, once. Once? The Colosseum, I felt like, was, it was really special. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. All right, good choice. Uh, next game is called Random Speed Round. Random Speed Round is where we put 60 seconds <laughs> on the clock, and I'm going to ask you as many questions as I can. Okay, I'm ready. Ready? Here we go. Question number one. Ready? Go. What makes you cry? Everything. Mountains or ocean? Ocean. What's your go-to dance move? Running man. <laughs> what, fictional, what fictional place would you most like to go to? Uh, Victorian England. <laughs> it's fictional. <laughs> Wait, it's not fictional. That's <laughs> no, a real place. Or was. Uh, it's okay, we'll count it. Kidding. What's the story behind one of your scars? Uh, I have precancerous moles. <laughs> <laughs> what is one of your favorite smells? Cookies. What would you do on a free afternoon in the middle of the week? 
Nothing. <laughs> when was the last time you changed your opinion about something major? Oh, constantly. Pizza or tacos? Oh, pizza. Who is one of your best friends and what do you love about them? Uh, Amy Sherman. Uh, she's amazing, but she lives in Chicago. What talent would you show off in a talent show? Um, my sweet dance moves. <laughs> Running man. <laughs> What's one of your favorite comfort foods? Tacos. What bends your, ma- bends your mind every time you think about it? Uh, life. <laughs> favorite, favorite city? Rome. What's on your bucket list this year? Mm, nothing. Oh! <laughs> How'd we do? 15. 15, tied. you tied! Uh, our next game is one that we weren't sure we're going to play, but you have something good in your back pocket. This is Slang oh Exploder, gosh. where usually our Gen Z age guests teach me something uh, that is currently in usage among um, Gen Z you know, and, and, and early millennials. And then by saying it as a cranky old man on the air, I ruin it forever and it loses all social value. And so you have something in your back pocket. I mean, it's not that great, but it's from the Bronx and it's old. It's chopped cheese. Chopped cheese. Now, how would you use this in a sentence? They they eat it. It's chopped cheese. It's a real thing. It's just it's just a it's food. a thing. Chopped cheese. And like, what is chopped cheese? Uh, it's chopped up hamburger meat with cheese on it in a roll. So it's like you go to the bodega and you get chopped cheese. That's the name of the sandwich. Mm-hmm. And it's a roll like a hamburger roll or no, like a I guess like a hoagie roll. Okay, and so it like it looks like a I hate to say it, but it looks like a cheesesteak. Kind of. Okay. But it's chopped up hamburger meat with cheese. Yeah. Wow. Does it have any like thing on it? Like you can put stuff on it, but they don't really. Okay. You know, it's like a New York thing when you go to the bodega, you get like whatever kind of sandwich. You could get chopped cheese with lettuce, tomato, whatever. And finally, before you leave, we come to the last question. And you, as a New Jerseyan slash New Yorker, this you have an interesting perspective on this one. It's called "Just Answer the Question: Is there a Central New Jersey?" Yes. Are we in it? We are. Okay. Where does North Jersey or South Jersey start? Mm, North Jersey, I think, is above. I would say, like, above Trenton. Like, if you look at the same... Wait, we're above Trenton, aren't we? No, we're not. We are. We're kind of, like, in line with Trenton. We're north of Trenton. Are we? Yeah. Well, I would say north of, like, Hillsborough, then. Okay. And south, I would say Burlington. Burlington. Okay. And further. Okay. South. There is a central New Jersey. There is. Okay. All right. Well, Leah Rodriguez, thank you so much (laughs) for coming in. We really appreciate it. It's been great talking to you. Uh, and we'll be right back here with our student spotlight on Pod Save the Teachers on 107.7 The Bronx, 107thebronc.com. Pod Save the Teachers on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten by Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services. We all recognize that sound, the school bell. It's a part of the foundation of our future. From kindergarten to high school, the education we receive builds who we are, from our character to our careers. When you enroll as an undergraduate or graduate student at the College of Education and Human Services, we will help you harness your passion for education. We will prepare you to make meaningful and creative contributions in the classroom that will support, impact, and transform the lives of your students, providing them with the building blocks for success. Programs include elementary education, secondary education, and post-baccalaureate teaching certificates certificates, as well as Ryder's two-year New Jersey Alternate Route Teaching Certificate for educators who have earned an instructional certificate of eligibility. For more information about Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services' impactful undergraduate and graduate programs and how to apply online, it's Ryder.edu. That's Ryder.edu to turn your passion for education into a rewarding career. We're back for more Pod Save the Teachers with Dr. Mark Piercy. Mark is back up at the blackboard and ready to chalk up some extra tips for teaching. So let's return to our seats and tune back in to Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx. This is 1077 The Bronx, 1077 thebronkcom Welcome back to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services here at Ryder University. I am still your host, Dr. Mark Piercy. And now it's time for Student Spotlight. And this time, 
you know, usually with Student Spotlight, we have one student maybe, but this time we felt like three. Three was the adequate number because these are three of the most fantastic students that I know, uh, terrific representations of Ryder University and the Department of Teacher Education, Amanda Aoun, Caitlin Hornsby, and Mitchell Meyer. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Hello. How Thank are we you. doing? Thank you for that beautiful introduction. That was something, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, my ego is through the roof. Yeah. Feel free to leave donations, you know, mm-hmm. before you leave mm-hmm. uh, for that kind of thing. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, so real quick before we get started, I want you to tell us a bit about yourself, where you're from, how you came to Ryder. Uh, we know you are all secondary education and history majors, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes you, that puts you on the winning team. Yes. Yeah, it does. yeah, of course. So let's do this. Instead of telling us your majors, let's go where you're from uh, and what you want to teach. You want to start? Oh, sure. All right. So my name is Amanda, obviously. I'm from South Brunswick, New Jersey. I want to teach social studies in a high school specifically. Okay. Do you have a specific class you want to teach? Global studies. Global studies? Yeah. Or world history. Okay. All right. You must have had a global studies course that was pretty good then. I did. I loved my teacher. Okay. All right. Next. Hi. I'm uh, I'm Caitlin Hornsby. I... Uh, yeah, secondary education and history, but I'm from Ringo's, New Jersey, but I always just say Flemington because no one knows where Ringo's is. <laughs> and what I want to teach, yeah, also history, but uh, specifically social studies. And I don't know, I want to, I, I love my gender and sexuality courses, mm-hmm. like history of gender and sexuality uh, in high school and stuff. So love to teach one of those one day. Did you have that in high school? Yes. Gender and sexuality? Yes. And this was uh, Hunterton Regional, right? Yes, Hunterton Central. And last but not least, Mitchell? Uh, so... My name's Mitchell. I am from this little town called Byram, which, uh, like Caitlin, has no one's ever heard of it. It's up in Sussex County. Um, uh, and I want to teach social studies like the rest of you guys, uh, specifically United States history, just because mm. it's like the sweet Classic. spot for me. It's oh, we're getting the thumbs down from Amanda. <laughs> yeah, you are. Man, oh man, you don't like the U.S. history. I, I don't like U.S. history, no. Wow. <laughs> I don't like learning it, and I don't want to teach it. So what brought each of you to Ryder? How did you end up here? Let's go in reverse order this time. Mitchell, how about you? Um, okay, so I have lived in New Jersey my whole life, so I knew when I was going to go to college that I wanted to stay in-state. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also wanted a small school. I, I, like, I couldn't see myself. I, I came from very small high schools. What, so, was, it, what was this high school, Mitchell? Uh, Lenape Valley Regional. Lenape Valley. Uh, Lenape Valley Regional, though. There's mm-hmm. Lenape Valley is different and it's massive and it's in South <laughs> Jersey. So, so I I knew based off of that I wanted to go to a tiny school because mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't see myself being a number somewhere, uh, and I wanted that relationship with professors, which I have very much found here mm-hmm. at Ryder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also uh, knew I wanted to be an education major, and out of all the schools I visited, Ryder just seemed to have the best program for education. And again, that has been my experience thus far, just being a sophomore, already being in the field uh, at Fisher Middle School. It's, it's, uh, it's been a tremendous experience, and it's exactly what I was hoping for and looking for. Great. So, okay. Yeah. yeah, I have to agree with like basically everything Mitch just said. Um, yeah, grew up, in, grew up in New Jersey. I only applied to two uh, colleges only applied to tcnj and rider i did (laughs) i know right um i applied the two because i am less than a half an hour away from both of them and uh i went on tours at both and tcnj was so lackluster to me and then Mm. like their education program i I wanted to be an education major um and then actually funny enough i don't know if you know this or i ever told you about this but it was your presentation for the like welcoming students and stuff like that like or like um not incoming students but it was like before i decided that i want to go to rider and it was like you talking about like 
like with like our field experience and how early we like get you in like the program and stuff. And like I remember like sitting there with my mom being like, "Hey, this guy's pretty cool." Hey, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's great. To so Doctor Piercy himself made me come to Ryder. Wow, actually, yeah. And uh, folks, remember you heard it here first. <laughs> that guy seems pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Maybe not necessarily true in practice, but first impression, seems I come off as okay. Pretty cool, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Amanda, how about you? Well, Dr. Fiercey, I can't give you that honor. <laughs> Damn. But um, I also, I applied to a bunch of schools, and it was honestly between TCNJ and Ryder. Oof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you made the right call. Made the right call. And I was gonna go to TCNJ for like to be able to teach film and technology, but then I got in here for history, and I like history more, and it's actually yeah. something that I want to do. So. Yeah, I chose Ryder, and also like Mitch, because it's a small school. Mm-hmm. I don't see myself sitting in a big lecture where the teacher doesn't know your name. <laughs> so yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've had definitely great experiences in the smaller classes here, like that's Dr. Excellent. Piercy's. Oh, mm-hmm. That's excellent. And right now, all three of you are sophomores, and you are yeah. in your first education experience, and mm-hmm. Mitchell alluded to it real briefly. And so you're getting your first taste of a working classroom all in a middle school. Mm-hmm. So one of the things SecEd people have to consider is, you know, you can, you're certified grade six through 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know everybody usually comes in to secondary ed going, I want high school, only high school. Uh, changing your mind at all? Possibility of middle school? No, for me, <laughs> no. <laughs> the, I love my co-ops, the, the kids are great, um, but I wanna be able to <laughs> assign papers to my students and yeah. read yes. them and smile. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Amanda, maybe? Me me personally, though, I I came to the school with an elementary major. Like, I, yeah, I, I liked, yeah. um, I didn't like K through 6, necessarily. Like, I didn't want, like, young, young kids. But, like, I wanted, like, good, like, intermediate. I wanted middle school, basically. Yeah. Like, I had double, mi- double minors in middle school education, middle school and history education. Um, but, like, the more I'm in Fisher... Uh, the more I'm I'm like, no, I like the the six through eight kind of. I don't know. I feel yeah. like I feel like middle school is gonna be a very nice sweet spot for me. But I am very excited to, get, to learn what sec ed is because yes. I had never been in a high school setting before for like teaching. You know. I mean, I'm sold on high school, but I recognize mm-hmm. that middle school now that I'm in them, I yeah. see why people are drawn to them. Mitchell, yeah. do you have any thoughts on middle school at all? Uh, I actually had the opposite. Uh, reaction of what you described, Dr. Piercy. Uh, <laughs> so I I really loved middle school myself. Like that was. Like for a while, I considered that the best few years of my life, mm-hmm. and now being there, uh, I realized <laughs> that you can't get into things as much as I would like to. You yeah. know, like I, 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 I'm passionate about history, and so I really want to teach it and get into the nitty gritty and have real discussions. And there's only so much you can do with middle schoolers, and and I don't feel like that would be the best. Uh, setting for me that's you know mm-hmm. in my okay. career mm-hmm. that's the whole yeah. point of the program is to mm-hmm. give you that exposure and make, let you make up your mind actually a point that you brought up to me it, it was either in 106 or 206 or during like a counseling meet or something like that for uh, like our advisor stuff he he said that the secondary education teachers like their coursework more and they love like the subject and everything like that and then the like like the people who want to teach younger which is like k through six or something like that love their kids more than their coursework mm-hmm. and i just feel like mm-hmm. 
personally you from from how i know mitch for like the past <laughs> like year or so like you were absolutely just like meant to teach a subject you know yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you and did it in a very good way so. that was a compliment yeah right? that was yeah, yeah. yeah i took that as one well. very yeah. much an insult yeah. actually no. <laughs> now not only did you guys share class but also last spring mm -hmm. you guys were part of the study abroad experience yes. uh, that i co-led to the united kingdom we visited mm -hmm. london and scotland and so quick speed round what was your favorite experience uh, in the UK? Easy. Um, wow. Okay, the tour of the castle in Scotland because I was a huge yeah. fan of the show Merlin when I was younger. And I felt like I was walking through the like the setting of mm -hmm. Merlin and mm -hmm. I just was so happy. Yeah, it brought me joy. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. You can't yeah. beat that one. What do you got? Easy, the, the Highlands day. The day oh, the yes. day in the Highlands. That was, like, the, the Scottish Highlands is, like, basically, if you guys don't know what it is, it's just a massive, like, I don't know, like, mountains and greenery mm -hmm. and, and just Scotland as you imagine it. Yeah, in a previous um, episode, we had Cassidy Patron as, as yeah, a guest, and aww. I was we were talking about it, and I was worried during the experience when you were that day was overcast. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, boy, mm -hmm. if we go up there and the scenery no, is not. perfect. It made it better. It, it was really perfect. Better. And again, yeah. when you imagine Scotland and, like, UK and stuff like that, you you imagine, you know, gloomy, like, you know, 60s yeah. and, like, mm -hmm. kind of cold, but, like, it was, like, perfect. Black mm. puffer jackets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mitchell, for you? Um, well, I am a massive Beatles fan. Uh, oh. Been for a few years now, so yep. I went to uh, see Abbey Road and mm -hmm. the right. the Apple Studios where that. the Beatles recorded their or had their last live concert on the roof of their building, um, and I was just like, I I, I couldn't imagine I couldn't believe that I was actually there mm -hmm. at these places that are so famous for this band that I had loved for yeah. so long. So that was pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was a special trip for you, right? Like mm -hmm. you took a little side trip on your own. Yeah. yeah, yeah, awesome. I do regret not going to that with you because that that would have been so cool to actually like look <laughs> at Abbey Road itself. Yeah, what were we even doing that day? That day we did. Well, we went out to dinner with like everyone. Yeah, that's where Remember I that? met Lindsay Sherman. Yeah. I love Lindsay Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> Going out there to Lindsay Sherman. That one's for you. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, guys, Shout out. thank you very much for coming. But before you leave, mm -hmm. of course, uh, part of Student Spotlight, like with all of our guests, are these ridiculous interview games we play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to start like this. First game is called Try Before You Die. One thing that you would recommend for everybody to experience, whether it's someplace to visit, something to eat, something to drink, something to do. Ready? Mm -hmm. Mandy, you got something? Um, I do, actually. I did want to mention something Caitlin said I should do, or should say, is watch oh, the challenge no, no. every single episode of every season. <laughs> but on a more serious note... She's trying to get a sponsorship. Yeah, we're looking, we're looking <laughs> what? for that. I totally don't want to be on the show. Um, I would say definitely work in like food service mm -hmm. or customer service, because mm -hmm. you just learn how to how to smile at people <laughs> when you really don't want to. The amount and of I character think, development yes. you can get <laughs> you out get of working customer service. Valuable lessons of life. Excellent mm -hmm. tip. All right, Absolutely. Caitlin, what do you think? Mine's a really basic one, honestly. I, I really just say that, like, travel. Do your best to, to, to leave where you grew up at, you know? Um, because before I went on this, uh, the, the England and Scotland trip, I had really never left, like, the country. All of our vacations were just to, like, like the Jersey Shore and stuff like that. So like it was super out of my realm to like go travel to a completely different like setting of my, you know, I, and, and like it's it's easy to look at pictures online and be like, oh wow, that's so pretty. But like until you're actually there, you're like, wow, this, the world is big. Mm -hmm. Like, 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 and honestly, just before you die, figure out how big the world is, yeah. you know? Great tip. All right, yeah. Mitchell, you can yeah. try before you die. Uh, I would say, 
Well, especially because considering where we are right now, um, I would say see a great lake before you die. <laughs> like, oh. I, so, so I had been to only one, uh, and I don't even remember it because when I was really little, we went. Uh, so I don't even remember it. And so this summer, I went to all five. And I thought, oh, you know, this is just going to be a cool thing. I can say I've been to all five. It's not even going to mean anything. They're just lakes. Who cares? And, and when I went to them, it was just one after the next. It was just unbelievable after unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it seems like you were looking out over an ocean and to mm -hmm. think that, oh, that's just Canada on the other side of this, <laughs> this you know, giant body of water here. Yeah. Or this is the largest freshwater lake in the world, or mm -hmm. Lake Superior. Just the, um, when you're there, it hits you so much different. And it, again, Lake Ontario's like, seven hours from here it's not even yeah it's, it's not even that long a trip you could do a weekend up there so that's like a very cool trip yeah. when you describe that to me mm -hmm. uh all right next next game is my favorite teacher uh the name of your favorite teacher and what they taught ready mitchell let's go in reverse order okay uh, i would say my surprise surprise uh united states history Dr. teacher Pierce. oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I didn't know we could do a no 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 <laughs> okay k-12 k-12 okay k-12 yeah yeah so i'd say my uh high school united states history teacher mr costanzo i also had his dad for um music in fifth grade oh wow uh, so yeah kind of like a dynasty there mr. um yeah mr costanzo yeah really you know, transform my love of history into something I could actually do something with. Excellent. So, mm -hmm. Caitlin, yeah. we got definitely. Um, also, history again. We're, we're it's so easy to get into the profession when you love a history teacher like this. Mm -hmm. um, I had a teacher who was actually a professor at TCNJ. Again, part of the reason why I was. Hey, she was a great teacher. Um, but she's a Dr. Warren, Dr. Lindsay Warren at Huntington Central, who also teaches at um, TCNJ. And essentially, I took like four history cor history courses with her. She had a love for history that she loved to like share. Excellent. So, mm. all right. Yeah. Amanda, you got. Um, well, in contrast to what both of you guys said, <laughs> mine, <Not> was, <laughs> mine was not a history teacher. She's actually her name's Miss Peterson. Um, she was my eighth grade reading teacher, and at that time, I hated reading. Now I'm like an avid reader. I love mm. to, but I hated reading. I hated writing. I felt like I was bad at it but I just loved the way that she taught us and the way that she treated us like we were, like the age that we were. She didn't treat us like we were babies and you know, yell at us. She respected us and we respected her back and she was definitely one of my favorite teachers. Mm -hmm. right, Mr. Costanzo, Dr. Warren, mm -hmm. and Miss Peterson. Peterson. All right, shout out to them mm -hmm. and we'll make sure they get the word. And, and, uh, <laughs> they also get a million dollars for million us dollars, mentioning them. Yeah. Yep. yep. From The yep. Challenge, uh, a show that everyone <laughs> should be watching. <laughs> The challenge, please challenge. let me on the show. <laughs> uh, next game is called Mascot Fight, my high school mascot versus your high school mascot. I know we have some tussles in this one. Uh, and so maybe I can get away with using my high school mascot. I have usually strayed away from it because mine, of course, Pinellas Park High School, home of the Patriots. He is armed. Uh, but we have some interesting contests here. So Amanda, who you got? My mascot was the Vikings. Viking, and came with a sword and an ax and such? Oh, sure. Okay. I, you know, I would think that if you got the jump on me, it's over. Mm -hmm. And even if I squeeze yeah. a shot off, you being a berserker and a maniac, and a, you know, I think you probably just take it, weather it, and then chop my head off. I completely mm -hmm. agree with you. Okay. I think I would win. Viking mm -hmm. beats Patriot. What do you got? Hundred uh, Central Devils. We were literally Lucifer's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that, unfortunately, in my professional opinion, uh, yeah. I think you lost. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Mystical powers, Trump, you know, single you know, shot muskets yeah. every time. Yep. 
Yep. But you also. <laughs> uh, mine is also the Patriots, but I think yours wins because mine didn't have a rifle or anything. He just was like this guy with a giant head oh. who just like ran around the field and stuff like that. Mm. You're just there. Really, you have patriotism yeah. as your yeah. win. Yeah, exactly. That's all he had to defend himself with. Well, yeah. I, had, I had rifle, yeah. so I would win that one. Yeah, you would easily win, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next game is called Random Speed Round. Random Speed Round. We're putting one minute on the clock. And we're going to go in order, so we'll go Amanda, Caitlin, Mitch, like that. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. okay? And answer oh, as many God. questions as you can. Ready? Okay. Yeah. What makes you cry? Ah, uh, my cat. If you could live in a book, TV show, or movie, what would it be? Uh, uh, the Ready Player One. What are you a natural at? Uh, cartography. What's an unpopular opinion you have? Uh, pickles suck. <laughs> if you had to change your name, what would you change it to? Nicole. Mountains or ocean? Mountains. What story does your family always tell about you? Nothing. They don't talk about me like that. <laughs> <laughs> What's one of your favorite comfort foods? Uh, mac and cheese. Do you ever sing when you're alone and what songs? Uh, <clears throat> wish you were here. Mm -hmm. What issue will always speak your mind about? Ooh, um, anything in the Middle East. What dumb accomplishment are you most proud of? Uh, I won a, a junior solar sprints in eighth grade. <laughs> favorite city? Uh, New York. What's your favorite book? Ooh, uh, Throne of Glass. <laughs> if you lost all your possessions but one, what would you want it to be? Uh, my dog. <laughs> Is that a possession? <laughs> sure. Who's one of your best friends and what do you love about them? Uh, Evan. Uh, he's fun. Oh. What's your go-to dance move? Time! The worm. Down. 15, one short. Oh, man. My bad. Oh, so man. close. Nah, you know, some of those are complex questions. Oh, shout out to Evan, by the way. <laughs> yes, Evan, yes. boy, a lot of love flying out to ex-teachers and Evan as well. And Evan. <laughs> and Lindsay Sherman. And Lindsay Sherman. <laughs> uh, final, game, final game for us here is Slang Exploder, where you teach me one slang word currently in use from Generation Z, and my job is to use it on the air and make it sound terrible through use. Uh, situationship. Situationship. Yes. Okay, so basically, which is what? Basically, it's like, uh, I don't know, not friend zone, but like more than friends. Like hinting of you want to be something more. But so, it's like just a lot of back can and forth. Can I add an explanation to it sure. too? Yes, go ahead. You do everything that a relationship does yes. without mm -hmm. having the labels. Yeah. And you can just, it can end at any time. <laughs> you can hey. be blocked at any time. Not okay. spoken from experience. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, if I'm going to use this correctly, I would, mm -hmm. and I'm going to watch, I'm going to apply a previous slang word, ready? Uh -oh. So if I observed someone's relationship from the outside and I said, it's giving situationship. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Did I get mm -hmm. it? That's, that's actually Nailed not bad. It. That's All actually right. not bad. I'm achieving bad. fluency. I'm reaching peak <laughs> slang. <laughs> Mitchell, you got something? Uh, the only one I could think of is uh, sweaty, which is to describe <laughs> someone who is too uh, tries too hard at something. Oh. Sweaty. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, that's, that's a good, a good one. one. I haven't heard that one before. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you might have. All right, hold on. Yeah. It's giving situationship, but he's getting sweaty about it, and I don't think it's going to last. Oh, that's good. I okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. No, it, I like that. Technically, yes, but I've... Technically, but but technically yes, but, but no. I'm quite disappointed. In the real world, no, that's not. <laughs> all right, I'm picking up new slang all the time. And finally, last question we ask of all of our guests: just answer the question: Is there a Central New Jersey? Is there a Central New Jersey? Um, yes, are, I live in it. Are we in it right now? We are in it. Okay, Caitlin. Central Jersey, and yes, we are currently in it right now. Mitchell, there's a central of everything, and yeah, we are in it now. <laughs> and since your hobby, and since your hobby and your natural skill is cartography, I should take your word for this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I'm the expert. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for visiting us today. We appreciate it. 
Thank you for thank coming. You. Thank, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Pod Save the Teachers is available on our website, 1077thebronc.com, as well as the following platforms, Amazon, Anchor, Apple, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Pod Save the Teachers was produced by Vanessa Rivera and Aubrey Prendergast. Aubrey and Vanessa, thank you so much. Thank Catch you. Catch our live broadcast on the last Saturday of each month at 8 a.m. or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in to Pod Save the Teachers, only on 1077 The Bronx. To listen to previous episodes and obtain further information, head on over to 1077thebronc.com slash podsavetheteachers. Pod Save the Teachers is brought to you by the College of Education and Human Services. We'll see you bright and early next Saturday at 8 a.m., only on 1077 The Bronx.